Welcome to Factor Magri, dedicated to New Zealand's primary industry. Each week, I talk with farmers and producers, industry, the science community, and policymakers to hear their stories and expert opinions on matters relevant to both our rural and our urban communities. In terms of policy change for farming, big policy change like we're seeing around emissions pricing should be led by science and not led by politics. Politicians come and go, governments change, but what should stand the test of time and provide certainty for New Zealand's primary sector is good policy that is science-led and equitable. Dairy NZ, Beef and Lamb New Zealand and Federated Farmers have agreed and submitted their recommendations on the government's plans to price agricultural emissions. They are based on nine key principles. Number one, the methane price should be set at the minimum level needed and be fixed for an initial five-year period to give farmers certainty. Two, the future price should be set by the minister on the advice of an independent oversight board appointed by all HEWEN partners. Three, all sequestration that can be measured and is additional should be counted. Industry stands by what is proposed by the Hiwaki Ikanoa Partnership on Sequestration. Four, any levy revenue must be ring-fenced and only used for the administration of the system. Investment in R&D will go back to farmers as incentives. Administration costs must be minimised. Five, farmers should be able to form collectives to measure, manage and report their emissions in an efficient way. Six, the system must incentivise farmers to uptake technology and adopt good farming practices that will reduce global emissions. Seven, farmers who don't have access to mitigations or sequestration should be able to apply for temporary levy relief if the viability of their business is threatened. Eight, industry will not accept emissions leakage. The way to prevent that happening is by getting the targets price, sequestration, incentives and other settings right. The current methane targets are wrong and need to be reviewed. Any target should be science-based, not political and look to prevent additional warming. You can head to any of the industry body's websites to have a more detailed read of their position on emissions pricing. Now last week Agriculture Minister Damien O'Connor joined me for a chat on some of these issues. So what does National think? Todd Muller, spokesperson for agriculture, is here and joins me now with his thoughts. Hello, Todd. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Angus. It's uh, great to be on. Now, the government have reduced the coverage of sequestration in their proposal or response to Hiwaki Kanoa's proposal. Also, their own modelling shows a potential reduction in the sheep and beef sector as a result of afforestation and agricultural pricing. What do you think of the government's response? Well, we've been very critical of it. Um, I can't really understand what they're thinking, uh, frankly. You have the sector uh, round a table uh, in uh, support often by uh, government officials to work through um, how the Iwakekanoa proposal could work, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Clearly putting agriculture into the ETS uh, doesn't work. We've been strongly opposed to that since day one. But another model, which is perhaps, you know, levy-based, 
that uh, builds, that assists in the building of, um, you know, the capacity for farmers to measure on farm and then obviously investment into innovation and tools to be able to do something about it, that, that makes sense. And uh, clearly part of that balance needs to be that if you can demonstrate you've got, um, uh, you know, um, coverage, you know, plant, um, uh, trees, you name it, that can sequester carbon and you can demonstrate that, then you should be able to count it. That should be a point of principle, Angus. And the mm. fact that the government has rejected that, thrown it back really into the industry's face, um, I just wonder what went wrong around the cabinet table because one assumes O'Connor got, got, the, um, got, the, got the importance of that. Mm. Maybe it was Parker who seems to have always had a thing against the ag sector going back 20 years. Maybe it was him, but uh, either way, they have the government's produced something which is completely unworkable, doesn't count uh, the positive uh, sequestration that occurs on farm, uh, and then wants to frame the price as a punitive tax as opposed to a partnership levy. Uh, and that is the distinction, really, between what we would do uh, and what these guys have done. So you're saying a national government would make changes in those areas, particularly around the accurate and the recognition of total on-farm sequestration, because farmers really need to know these things. Yeah, and, um, you know, I have uh, certainly made that point in the couple of three weeks that I've got this uh, acting ag uh, role, that that's exactly what we'd do. Um, we would, uh, what the industry landed, we think is, in terms of the proposal, is is the right area. Uh, you know, you're always um, working with the sector, find areas to further enhance and polish. That's just the nature of it. Mm. One of the areas, I think, is there needs to be a, a hell of a lot of focus on um, creating the conditions and regulations for new technologies to be tested on far. Mm. How is it that we have compounds that are treated as, um, uh, you know, good um, uh, feed supplements that support methane reduction in some countries, but over here it's got to be treated like a a medicine and take years to be uh, uh, proven. I mean, we're just too slow and too lethargic in uh, partnering with New Zealand and global innovators to come up with solutions. So mm. I would, I would get that as part of it. But that's that's more about building on the partnership, Angus, as opposed to you know the specific uh, plan. The sector came up with one. We'd back it. Yep. Okay. So you'd back it. That's good because the impact of afforestation and agricultural emissions pricing well this is falling heavily on sheep and beef farmers and of course there is a feeling that they are the sacrificial lamb like they always tend to feel like with these constant policy changes is there a message you have for farmers today i can understand why particularly when the government's analysis in their own recommendations back to the sector uh, uh says well you know we're going to lose a fifth of sheep and beef country I mean, that is ridiculous. It is ridiculous on a number of fronts. One, global population going up. Two, middle class burgeoning. Three, animal protein still valued and will continue to be valued by that same middle class. Four, we're the best at it in terms of emissions per kilo produced. You know, what on earth are we doing creating a punitive framework that uh, essentially, um, you know, taxes um, a fifth of sheep and beef out of existence. It's just, it's hopeless, mm. frankly. Um, and, and I just think that they've got it round round the wrong way. So I can absolutely understand why they feel, feel so frustrated. Uh, and I think the broader question around the ETS and its current um, uh, operation, I think, does need uh, uh, further considered reflection because. Okay. Oh, 90 bucks a tonne or whatever it is at the moment, 
you know, Air New Zealand and Z Energy and all the other CO2 emitters uh, are still finding that um, one more tree is cheaper than applying new technology to their businesses uh, to reduce gross emissions, which after all is the whole point of this, right? Mm. Um, the point is that the amount of stuff you pump into the atmosphere over time reduces. And yes, you can have uh, trees um, as, as an offset for a period of time, but to rely entirely on it, uh, uh, I think, creates a distortion, and we're seeing that. Uh, and that's what I think farmers generally, not only just sheep and beef, but farmers generally feel that, you know, this is a construct that's not working. And you overlay all the other regulations the government's loaded up on farmers over the last, you know, five or six years or so. And uh, bloody hell, the joy's been sucked out of it. That's mm. what I hear. Also, the Climate Change Commission has already come out and said too much is already happening in terms of planting uh, forestry it will certainly lock up and walk away forests i think it needs to be reined in and of course we are the only country in the world that allows a hundred percent forestry offsetting um, through an ets system so a national government will look at these settings and rein in forestry offsetting is that what you're saying well we're certainly going to look at these settings um and we're doing it as we speak i'm not going to land uh, uh i can't you know Give you a sense of where exactly we're going to land on it but it's my view that the current model uh is not sustainable i think there's also opportunity to look at um how quickly you can widen the new zealand ets market to uh, other sources of sequestration uh, which of course in, in turn creates those units which takes us back to your first observation around on-farm sequestration You've got uh, fascinating uh, and interesting developments, you know, in the seaweed space, mangroves. Uh, then you've got then you've got international units themselves, which this government has shut the door on. Uh, but other countries use to just essentially create other options for their emitters beyond, um, as you say, you know, domestic forests, which are quite constrained in every other country in terms of being able to participate in their equivalent schemes. So. Look, we've got a lot to think about, um, you know, It's and we are doing that in a considered way. And, um, you know, that we will be able to share that with you uh, in due course. Okay, but essentially you back the Hiwok Economic Proposal? Yes, I do. Yep. And we do. National yes, Party. The spokesperson, and yes, we do as the National Party. Yep. Um, but I think one of the things that has been lost in all of this is that, you know, what the sector proposal was very much a levy kind of framework, okay, as opposed mm. to a tax framework, which these guys have thrown back at, at the sector. And, you know, I think that I think most farmers would understand that, you know, something we need to be doing something here. Um, we clearly need more investment uh, in uh, potential solutions. We need the ability to be able to measure this uh, on farm accurately, but also efficiently. It can't just be a very expensive, clunky system to add to everything else you've got to do. Um, it's going to spend some, we need to spend some money there, but who's best to spend it? Is it government MPI trying to design this or maybe uh, more the private sector? Uh, but really the levy, uh, you know, and I read something from Keith Woodford the other day, which I thought summed it up very well. It really, it should be, designed and set at a price that helps fund all of that and in, and in time create the right incentives for farmers uh, when the technology appears. And that's mm. exactly where we are, right? This shouldn't be seen as an equivalent to an emissions trading scheme, which, of course, is designed 
to price carbon in a way to drive carbon out of industries that produce high carbon. This is, it's a different model. It's a partnership model. And I think the government, like I say, has completely uh, stuffed it up. Because there is some great things happening in the technology space, and it is coming when you look at the work that is happening at organisations like Ag Research around low-emitting sheep. There's genetic components there. There's work going into vaccines, which is going to reduce methane. That actually, they've got that working in a lab currently. Uh, It's just going to take some time before it'll work out in the field. So there is some amazing stuff happening there. And I feel like industry needs a bit more time to have all these things implemented in a fair and equitable way, rather than just smashing through policy that just seemingly has an endless tail to it. They're just stacked up one after the other. And And I I think... Uh, the sort of driver for that to me, I think, is a couple of things. One is that the government, I think, have a penchant for sweeping rhetoric and statements in this space. Think oil and gas, think nuclear free moment, uh, and now, you know, want to tell um, uh, to the rest of the world we're the first country that prices agricultural emissions. You know, it sounds nice, it's a good speech, but actually um, what really counts is ensuring that there is a sector still there, thinking sheep, sheep and beef here in particular, to be able to apply that new technology when it arrives in the next sort of three to 10 years. Um, and it won't all arrive at once. It'll, as you know, it'll be, uh, you know, bits of new mm. tech that will have to be applied. Some will work better than we think, some less so. Mm. The other sort of thing that comes through this for me is a view, uh, again, expressed by, a, you know, senior people in this government that this is just a tactic by the sector to kick in action or kick action down the road and stall. And you hear it from those who don't like farming, uh, who think agriculture has had its day. They always frame up this debate in the context of us as a sector, um, you know, not doing their part. And I just so fundamentally reject it. My background is an ag. Uh, I've seen the work that farmers have done, the money they have spent um, uh, going on this journey, and there's zero acknowledgement for it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, oh, well, you know, um, price of doing business. We won't even uh, acknowledge you for it. And by the way, here's another ton of stuff we're going to load up on top of you. And no mm-hmm. wonder farmers are getting bloody sick of it, frankly. And mm-hmm. so you've got to partner with the sector. And by all means, you and I should have, you know, a real uh, robust conversation when there is technology available that can immediately reduce the methane emissions of the New Zealand agriculture sector and farmers aren't taking it up. Then mm. you have a conversation. Well, how do we best get that to happen? Mm. Um, is by contract conversation, is the message from the market strong enough? Do we have to make that price a bit more pointy? But mm. you have that conversation then, Angus. You don't have mm. it now. Mm. Todd, it's been great chatting to you. I know you're busy. I'll let you get on. Thank you very much for your time today. Hey, look, no problem. Whatever you think about emissions pricing for farmers, it is coming one way or another, there is no escaping it in some shape or form. Personally, I would like to see no emissions pricing whatsoever, as food security is too important to jeopardise. And the technology that is currently being developed right here in New Zealand, particularly on methane reduction through a vaccine, will be world-leading and a game-changer globally. I believe Hiwaki Ekanoa will deliver the best possible outcome for farmers in an environment where zero change is not an option. Policymakers on both sides of the fence have made that clear. National have made it clear. 
they will adopt the Hiwen proposal in full. For the sake of this country's biggest earner, for the sake of food security, and for the sake of rural communities, let's set policy that supports those things, and let's do it through science, not political agenda. That's all for me this week. Thank you for listening, and catch you next time.